Peace to you all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. This morning we once again return to the book of Isaiah, the 35th chapter, verses 6, 7, and 10, as follows. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. This is the word of God. In the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, who is our only source for living water, dear friends in Christ. What comes to mind when you imagine a desert? Perhaps you think of Death Valley or the shifting sands of the Sahara in northern Africa. Both, of course, are very hot, dry places. But the prize for an absolute wasteland goes to a place you may never have heard of. It's the Atacama Desert in South America. Straddling Peru and Chile, this coastal desert is 600 miles long and over 100 miles wide. Large parts of it are without vegetation of any kind. Its annual average rainfall is less than four one-hundredths of an inch. And there are large parts in the central portion of that desert where there has never been any rain in recorded history. One might not realize it, especially after the large amounts of precipitation our area has had recently, but you and I also live in a desert of sorts. It's a spiritual wasteland of sin and unbelief, a society in which the gospel of Christ crucified is an offense to many people a society which is increasingly scornful and dismissive toward those believers who worship Christ. All the more reason why we Christians, especially during this final part of the church year, look forward to that glorious last day when the ransomed of the Lord return. When that happens, then a lush garden will replace a desert wasteland. As we saw last time, Isaiah's prophecy is here twofold. It has a remote and, or it has an immediate and a remote fulfillment. In the near future, his prophecy talks about the refreshing times that would come when the exiled Jewish people would return from their Babylonian captivity. But the more remote and absolute fulfillment of that prophecy is still in the future. It will happen when the physical and spiritual desert in which we now live is replaced with the lush and verdant garden of the next world. Right here might be a good place for us to pause for a moment and admit that not all the desert is outside of us. There's plenty of parched and arid wasteland right inside here, isn't there? We can be pretty parched and bare, and even we believers remain afflicted with the old Adam, that stubborn, sinful flesh that spoils our service to God and taints all our actions. The psalmist says, The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good, no, not one. 
We look at our own lives and we have to admit that where there ought to be a hundredfold fruits of faith, where there should be a lush and verdant garden of works done to the glory of our Savior Jesus, what do we see? So often we see a few measly stalks sticking out of a parched dry earth, stunted by our weakness and blasted by our sin. We hunger for righteousness. We thirst for the water that will quench our need for forgiveness and that will nourish the tender plant of our Christian lives. Of course, we know where the solution lies, for our Jesus has told us, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus gives you the water of life. It's the pure, refreshing water of the gospel. It tells you that you, yes, even you, with all your sins and with all your failures, even you find forgiveness in the sacrifice Jesus made on Calvary. By faith in him, you can in fact now number yourself among the people that Isaiah refers to as the ransomed of the Lord. The water of life is what refreshes and renews your soul. It's also what waters your Christian life and produces in you a crop of good works to God's glory. And the water that Jesus gives is also what guarantees to you the ransomed of the Lord that you will one day return to your spiritual home in heaven. You know, of course, that sin has infected not only the spiritual aspects of this world, but even the physical world itself, the world of nature. You might easily forget about that when you get up on a beautiful day like today, crisp fall morning in Wisconsin, where the beautiful trees are at the height of their glorious color. You might not think of it, but it's true, that compared to what this earth was before man's fall into sin, What we see around us now pales by comparison. For when sin came, not only was man cursed because of it, but also creation itself. As Paul says, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. The Apostle Peter in his epistle tells us that everything we see around us will be destroyed and replaced. The heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells a new heaven and a new earth. That wonderful place is the place that Isaiah envisions for you, envisions in our text for today. He says that when the ransomed of the Lord return, a lush and beautiful garden will replace desert wasteland. I wonder if you've ever had occasion to fly into the city of Phoenix, Arizona. If you have, you may have been struck as I was by how the seemingly unending grays and browns of the desert are suddenly replaced by this green jewel of a city. Phoenix itself used to be desert. 
It has no water of its own, has to import every drop of its water from the remote Colorado River, but its streets are lined with citrus and palm trees. It has over 80 well-watered golf courses and over 300,000 swimming pools. Phoenix truly was transformed from a desert wasteland into a beautiful garden spot. But amazing as that transformation may be, it is as nothing when compared to the glories of the new heavens and the new earth. We'll see them when the ransomed of the Lord return. Our text says, For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. A lush and verdant new garden of Eden will replace the parched and barren wasteland that we now live in. And we believers, you and I, by the grace of God, will witness that together. May God speed that day. Amen. We conclude our worship this morning with hymn number 660, stanzas 1 and 4. <laughs>